Welcome to Legal Finance Insights, the podcast that takes you inside the legal finance industry. I'm your host, Pip Murphy, CEO of the Association of Litigation Funders of Australia. Join me as I interview key players, uncover the latest trends, and provide invaluable tips and tricks to accessing, obtaining, and using legal finance. We hope that Legal Finance Insights becomes your go-to resource for enhancing and improving your understanding of the legal finance industry. Thank you for joining us today for the next Legal Finance Insights podcast. In today's episode, we are speaking with Sophia Kalis, who is the founder and managing director of Bamboozled Quizmasters, deputy chair and non-executive director of the Sussex Street Community Legal Service, and co-founder and executive director of Hartwell Funds. Sophia is an experienced commercial lawyer, founder and director with extensive experience advising and leading corporations and associations in commercial and litigious matters. Sophia has worked in a range of industries and has a special interest in intellectual property and technology. With a strong background in family business, Sophia brings strategic drive and knowledge to her own businesses and the boards she sits on. Sophia supports the non-profit and access to justice sectors through her professional appointments and advisory work. She also supports various charities through the initiatives, partnerships and programs she has implemented in her business. We welcome Sophia to today's podcast. Well, thank you for joining us today on Alpha's Legal Finance Insights podcast. Today, we're going to talk to Sophia about Hartwell and the funding of non-class action claims. Sophia, before we start, could you tell us a little bit about Hartwell Funds? When did it start? Why did you start it? What sorts of claims are you funding? And what would you like to ultimately fund? Thanks, Pip. Hartwell is a relatively new funder based in Perth, Western Australia. Our board has a wide experience in relation to litigation and finance generally. Both myself and Aaron McDonald, um, one of my co-directors, are lawyers with almost 25 years combined experience in running litigation as lawyers. We're also very fortunate to have John Poynton and John Bell on the board who are well known in Perth in the corporate advisory and financial services markets here. Hartwell is really a culmination of our board's experience. We we saw an opportunity for an underserviced market in dispute finance in WA, looking at smaller claims that might not otherwise get off the ground because the claimant can't afford to back it themselves, for example. Litigation funding is, of course, used globally, often in the class action context, but there aren't many funders based out of WA to look at running those opportunities locally. So we're excited about working in that space and have been pleased with the response Hartwell has had since kicking off. Well, thank you for that brief summary. It's very interesting to hear how you came to start Hartwell Funds, and it sounds like a pretty exciting time for you and for the company. I note that in doing this, you've moved from private practice into funding. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about that experience of moving from private practice to legal finance, how your legal background has helped you, and maybe a little bit about what's been the biggest change or the biggest challenge that you've experienced in making that move? Sure. Uh, My legal background is in litigation and general commercial practice. 
I spent the last seven years or so at a law firm based in Perth, which was founded by uh, my Hartwell co-director, Aaron McDonald, about 10 years ago. As litigation lawyers, there's, of course, a knowledge of the processes involved in running a case right through to trial and the manner of things that could or are likely to occur in that whole process. You've got costs, delays, surprises, risks, and so on. You also understand the full picture through working with the parties involved on each side the court, other law firms, counsel, experts, uh, and so on. So in terms of considering an opportunity that comes to Hartwell that requires funding, all those factors are things we're thinking about right at the outset before deciding whether or not to back it in. And we're able to size it up a bit better given our knowledge and experience. Of course, though, in Hartwell, I'm not wearing my lawyer's cap when we do decide to move forward, looking at it purely through the funder's lens and how that case translates as an investment opportunity, weighing up all the variables that we know about litigation and, of course, those we can't know. I suppose that's been part of the challenge, adjusting to that different mindset where we sit in the whole picture. It's a very different risk profile when you're the funder versus the lawyer. As the funder, you're you're making that decision as to whether to commit funds and place the conduct and control of the action in another firm's hands. It's very different, different to the role of the lawyer actually running the case. I also moved from private practice into Mm. legal finance. It's a while ago now, but I still remember the transition as if it was yesterday. And I remember one case in particular when I first started spending a few days doing due diligence on it. And naturally, as the lawyer, I I started with liability and started looking at that issue first. Mm-hmm. And I got through liability and a lot of time was spent on that and felt quite comfortable with liability and then moved to quantum and commerciality of the claim. Mm -hmm. And it was only then that I very quickly saw that, in fact, the case was not one that could be funded because of the commercial aspects of it. And I was very frustrated with myself because I'd spent so much time looking at liability, which if I'd started the other way around, I would have actually saved myself quite a bit of time. So you're right, it is absolutely a very different Mm. mindset as a funder to a partner in a law firm or a senior associate in a law firm. That's right. And I think one of the interesting observations that I've come to sort of reflect on after after triaging a few quite early and discounting them is being quite clear on what we're looking for from the outset, making sure those early boxes are ticked before actually descending into what are the prospects of this actually being successful if it were to be before a judge. And relevant to that, one of, I suppose, the things that you look for are what what advice has the client received to date and who's it from? A really good law firm that's been advising, for instance, and has has done advice on, on prospects and so on. Can You can sort of rely little bit on that advice without having to really do that detailed analysis of what are the prospects. Um, Although ultimately, of course, you need to be confident that that's accurate. It's always better when a case comes to you for consideration at that more advanced juncture than the claimant directly approaching you and saying, I've got this case, what do you think? Well, I guess that moves us quite nicely to the main topic for the podcast today, which is to talk about the Hartwell approach to legal finance. So, what sorts of claims are you looking to fund? And you touched on that briefly in mm. the beginning, but you know, what does your funding process look like in practice and how does it work? 
what are we looking for? At the moment, there's not really anything we're excluding from consideration as a blanket rule. As a relatively new entrant to the funding market, we're primarily attracted to claims that are on the side of simple rather than complex and maybe ones that we can perhaps better manage the scale of funding required as against the potential recovery. Again, trying to capture that small cap sort of work, which we've been pleased to see coming through so far. At the moment, we're in the course of progressing some promising claims in the insolvency space, building construction and a couple of single plaintiff breach of contract style claims. In practice, the funding arrangement balances the risk of backing these cases and putting up security for adverse costs, for example, in return for the promise of a portion of the recovery in due course, whether it's um, on settlement or judgment or another inter- interim order. And funnily enough, through the Association of Litigation Funders Australia, we've been able to connect with some other member funders who have expressed an interest in co-funding arrangements with us for some of the larger claims that we are getting inquiries for. So that's sort of on the horizon as well, hopefully in the not too distant future as we continue to grow. And when you say small cap, which is where you sit right now, but obviously, as you said, you're looking to maybe do some larger cases as a co-funding in the future. But at the moment, what does small cap mean for Hartwell? I'm talking about not the quantum at the end of the day, but the investment. So how much funding is required. So let's just say it's a million dollars required to pay lawyers and experts to put up security and so on. Something around that ballpark is generally and under is generally what I'd sort of see as a small cap style claim. And by and large, a lot of the competitor funders that we are aware of are sort of sitting at entry level at 10 million for investment style at that basis. What do you see as some of the key risks and benefits of legal finance? And, you know, is the Western Australian market any different in terms of those risks and benefits? Good question. Do you mean the risk to the funder or the claimant? The funder generally wears the risk, really. It's generally touted as a speculative investment litigation finance given inherently risky nature of litigation. You could lose or you could win but the defendant can't satisfy judgment. Delays could run up the costs as you keep going. The claimant's generally insulated from the majority of those risks because of course its position is it didn't have the funds or risk appetite required to do it itself. So it's working with the funder who's going to put up those funds, bear that risk and in doing so the claimant's prepared to part with a portion of its claim. It's a high risk high return model so from an investment potential you know the best benefit is there's a possibility of a fairly attractive return on success proportionate to, I suppose, the risk profile of it. And going back again, that's really where our legal experience comes in as something as a, a bit of a point of difference, doing that DD to mitigate those risks as best we can for the investor and, and trying to back an early winner. So Hartwell and you are based in Western Australia, as you've mentioned a couple of times. The legal finance market in Western Australia, what does it look like? What sorts of cases are being funded generally um, and is that changing? And if so, what are you seeing changing in the market? From both what I do know, uh, yes, Hartwell is one of the only WA-based funders, um, perhaps the only one, in fact. I'm not quite sure of anyone operating us exclusively in WA, though there are national firms that have WA offices and so on. Uh, many of the opportunities we're seeing coming through, to us at least, are coming um, at this stage directly through our own networks from, from firms or, or liquidators considering actually running claims for their clients that they might otherwise not 
pick up and go with. And we do want them to pick up the phone and come to us when they've identified something worth going after. One of the main drivers I haven't yet mentioned for our board in particular is the the putting it right angle. By that I mean giving giving those claimants a chance to actually go after what they're owed. And here in WA, the, the building industry is in something uh, of a precarious position at the moment. So lots of these claims might be subcontractor claims or businesses tied up in, in what's going on out there. Money and risk are often big deterrents to pursuing a good claim and access to justice, regrettably not always available. So that's a big part of what Hartwell's trying to achieve by taking on those claims that perhaps the larger players in the market might be turning away for financial reasons like you mentioned before. So you're talking a little bit about insolvency claims, seems to be a bit of an emphasis on that. And I think you said at the outset that you had a few insolvency cases on your books at the moment, or perhaps you'd currently looking at them. In the rest of Australia, we're definitely starting to see an uptick in insolvency cases, but we haven't had the influx that everybody expected would have happened by now. Is that still also the case in Western Australia? Yeah. I mean, sort of going back a bit to when I was in private practice, I think here in WA, lots of the the legal practitioners uh, expected there to be a huge influx of insolvency work coming through. And and I agree with you, the trend's been a bit perhaps latent or hasn't actually occurred. And whether or not now sitting on the other side of the table from a funder's perspective, it's that the sort of barrier to actually looking at those properly has been money um, is is an interesting thing to think about. I guess now with Hartwell sitting where we're sitting and those sort of relationships that us as a, as a board have built over the years, it'll be interesting to see what comes through. The funding in an insolvency scenario is you've got to be a bit more circumspect, I think, about what you look at. There's obviously recovery factors there and the sorts of claims. You know, when you're funding a direct claim, you've obviously got an insolvency practitioner's fees to factor in in addition to a law firm. So really balancing the cost exercise is quite important in that context. It will be interesting to see what, for example, the the continuing building crisis here in Perth brings. You mentioned building and construct cases. So I presume when you talk about construction and engineering cases, you're more talking about the insolvency side of it rather than delay disruption type cases? No, there've been some contractual claims that have been of interest to us. Some we've had to exclude for practical reasons, but um, there've been some that have piqued interest and they've been where the underlying contracts given rise, I suppose, to a clear claim that we uh, liked the sound of. Okay. Well, I mean, that might be one area of difference for Western Australia versus Mm. the rest of the country. I'm not saying that funders haven't funded construction or engineering cases at all. They certainly have, but they've been often difficult because you have to spend so much money actually investigating it and doing the due diligence on it, spending a lot of money on experts, for example, before you can actually make a determination about the it comes down to the point in time where the, the claim comes to you, I think, whether it's going to be viable or not. For example, when the, all the legwork's been done, by the time funding's required, the expert reports are sitting there and all that's all that's left to do is obviously pursue it through the channels in order to actually trigger the claim. Yeah, so I find that really interesting because um, 
I mean, my background was partly in construction and engineering cases. And I've always said that there is an opportunity there for companies to part fund and then litigation funders to step in and part fund. And that's exactly what you're saying. You know, the funder can come in once the expert reports have been obtained. And and that's usually something that the actual company can obtain at the outset and bring to a funder. So that's interesting because that's, I think, maybe a, a little bit of a difference with Western Australia. And what about commercial claims? Are you seeing many commercial claims? We are. When they're coming through to us, it's it's mainly coming through from the claimant directly as opposed to the law firm, which I haven't really considered if there's any if there's any magic in that, but it's just what's happened so far. Some of them are, I suppose, uh, you know, some of them, unfortunately, you sort of, you do need to discount early on just from proportionality uh, maths, I suppose. And others are some really good claims and that sort of feeds back into what I said before about us as a group wanting to empower claimants to have the right to recover where they might actually not. There was a great little claim recently that came to us and required a little bit of working through and uh, the lawyers coming to the table a little bit as well on fees and agreeing to share a little bit of the risk on that. And fortunately, the attitude that some of the firms um, we've worked with so far is is a willingness to to say, okay, well, we'll, we'll take a cap up to a percentage with you know with an uplift on success or something like that so it's an exercise in everyone sort of collaborating to to make it happen yeah i mean that's quite common in the rest of the country yeah. for the lawyers and for the insolvency practitioners to engage in that collaboration and cost sharing. So that's fantastic to see that happening over in WA as well, because that means more cases are going to get up and running. And, you know, to your point before about the access to justice, it's important for that as well. Absolutely. Thank you for giving us your insights into the Western Australian market and for telling us a little bit about Hartwell Funds. Um, Alpha is obviously um, very happy to have you on as a uh, probably I think our newest funder member, although you've been a member for a while now. But uh, we look forward to hearing more reports from you as time goes on about the um, about the growth in the Western Australian market. Thank you for having me, Pip. Pleasure to chat. Hi there. That's a wrap for the Legal Insights podcast for today. We hope you've picked up some useful tips and tricks and enjoyed listening to all things legal finance. If you want to continue the conversation, please reach out via email or via the website associationoflitigationfunders.com.au. We would love to discuss what you are seeing in the legal finance industry and what we can do to enhance and improve it together. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another fabulous conversation.